0: Welcome to Biohacking Her Way, where each week we'll dive deep into the world of biohacking, exploring cutting-edge strategies, expert insights, and practical tips to help you optimize your health, balance your hormones, and unleash your true potential. My name is Abby, and I am your host, so let's dive in. Before we dive in today's episode, it would be selfish of me to not tell you about this free masterclass that I have for you. I'm going to be sharing the raw truth behind my personal struggle with hormonal imbalances and also reveal the exact roadmap that propelled me to conquer, conquering my debilitating symptoms, such as relentless fatigue, where I just could not feel awake. I just felt so drained having those roller coaster mood swings. Sorry, babe, that irregular cycle where you just have those really nasty, painful cramps. And let's not forget that stubborn weight gain that I have mentioned so many times. And so in this masterclass, I'm going to be teaching you how to master your hormones, effortlessly lose that stubborn weight, cycle sync like a badass to overcome burnout, and finally create the lifestyle changes that will last long term. And we're going to be addressing the root causes of your struggles while also providing you with sustainable life changing results and finally give you the solution you've been looking for. So make sure to check that out in the show notes and you can thank me later. All right, let's dive in today's episode. What is up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of Biohacking Her Way. I am your host, Abby. And today we have yet another solo episode. And I'll be honest, I wasn't exactly sure what I would talk about. There's been a few different things that I've been wanting to record on. Um, But today, what I thought we could do together is let's dissect the conscious loop that has been going on in my mind together. And If you ask me about this topic maybe in the next month, two months, couple years, my whole mindset might change, Uh, but I thought it'd be really fun to let you all kind of see what the inside of my mind looks like for a change other than just talking about things that we normally talk about like um, losing weight, painless periods, um, quantum healing, if you've not listened to that episode, it's a really good one, radical romance, psychedelics, all those different things on up-leveling our life. But a lot of those things too is some of it has been a lot of inner healing. A lot of it has been through using different supple- supplements, substances, um, healing modalities, tools, resources, et cetera. So today we're going to get deep into the mind of the concept of what are you running from? So the reason why this has come up is because I moved to Austin a little over two years ago and now in the summer of 2021 from Florida. When I first moved to Austin or when I got – so a little bit of a backstory, I grew up in Florida. I lived there for, oh, boy, 15, 16 years. So I consider myself a Floridian. I am a Florida girl. I'm a beach girl. I'm a little mermaid is what I've decided. Now, when I was in Florida, I went through in probably about 2018, end of 2018 – or kind of fall of 2018 all the way up until moving to Florida or moving to Texas, I had a lot of shit happening in my life. And we'll talk a little bit about it, not too deep into a lot of it because a lot of it doesn't necessarily pertain to today's episode. Um, But it got to a point where I was ready for change. I was looking for something different and I knew I wanted... I kept saying like, I want to move. I want to move. And I lived in a lot of different places in Florida. I went to middle school and high school in Lakeland, Florida. I went to college in Fort Myers. And then I lived in the Fort Myers-Estero era for a while, um, which is also down there by Naples. I lived in Sarasota. And then I also lived in Tampa. So a short amount of time, I moved a lot. And especially when I was in college, I moved to a different house literally almost every single year. You know, your lease is up. But I was like, I'm ready for something different. I want something different. I was constantly running away. I couldn't have this concept of like sitting still, which I think that kind of goes with a lot of my childhood too. So from the time I was born to about five years old, I lived in Tennessee. That's where I was born and um, in Nashville. My mom got married. As we all know, my mom was a young mom. She got married. We moved to Alabama. We lived in Alabama for about six years. So Living in Lakeland, Florida was the longest span that I had lived somewhere, which was seven years, which a lot of the time people, unless they're like military children, which I was not a military child, a lot of the time they usually grow up in one place. Maybe it's their forever childhood home, or maybe they just switch homes, but they're always kind of in the same city. I was constantly, I moved around a lot. I I mean, once I was somewhere, I went to the same school, had the same friends, all these different things. But... I just moved around a lot. So especially when I was in college, moving around from house to house, I just, I became addicted to moving in some capacity. So, but I, what I realized was typically shit would be hard in my life and I would do something different at uproot and change, whether, you know, using high school to college, for example, because from the time I was five to 11, I mean, what is really the biggest difficulties in my life? Because I came from a very loving family um, my oldest stepsister is nine years older than me and she lived with us, I think only like three years. So I basically grew up an only child. Uh, so I really didn't have any, we all have childhood trauma in some capacity, but I didn't have any of the like, big, big moments where I would need to run away from things as a child. So let's start back to high school. Really? Um, I did not enjoy the town that I grew up in. It wasn't the town. It was a lo- very clicky town. I got made fun of a lot in middle school. I was obsessed with gymnastics. I did competitive gymnastics. I broke the boys and girls pull up record, got made fun of that. I got called a boy, like all these different things. Got into high school. High school is just rough as it is, too. Um, my one of my high school relationships most the couple of high school relationships I had were obviously toxic. You're in high school. They weren't the cute, like romantic sweetheart story is like no it was just full-on toxic <laughs> so by the time I graduated high school I was like I'm getting the fuck out of here so much that I decided to start college early in the summertime and I took like two classes and then so I just left and then after call or in college you know I moved around um after your freshman year in the dorm typically in four myers area you're renting an apartment with friends a house with friends whatever it is and I had different roommates almost every single year. I've always said I hated having roommates. Um, it's just and I think a lot of that too is that quote unquote only child syndrome, not really having to share your space. Like I've always had my own bedroom, my own bathroom. <laughs> and uh, so that that was a big concept. I like my common areas clean. I had some not as clean roommates. Freshman year of college, I was probably not the clean roommate, <laughs> if I'm being completely honest, because a lot of it was with being in child, there really wasn't much of a mess in the house and I was told to clean up after myself or my mom that's the way she shows love is acts of service um so I constantly was running to somewhere new somewhere new looking for change looking for something different uh and fitness right i worked out a lot um and then i stopped when i got to college i did a lot of like health and wellness through my high school where i did competitive gymnastics growing up i went to college Kind of entered into a little bit of a party girl stage for a while. So it kind of ran the opposite direction. Right. So after college, I stayed in Fort Myers for a year. I had my job. I get promoted. I moved to Sarasota. I was running away from Fort Myers. I was ready for change. It was old news, time for something new. Sarasota, I lived there for, I think it was a little over a year, whatever it was. And I left Sarasota because I got out of a relationship. We lived together and I was running away from that. By the time I was in Tampa, I was doing so much healing from all the years of bullshit because now I'm deep, deep, deep in my personal development journey. I have made the commitment to myself. I'm back into a healthy routine with fitness. But once again, I'm still not in the healthiest mindset with it. Physically, yes, but mindset, no. I am running away from one of my ex-boyfriends. I saw a text to one of my guest friends and asked, how can I get Abby to work out? And I wasn't overweight i just was like skinny fit right and he was a more workout guy so i ran to working out because i was running away from wanting the feeling of what i got um so moral of the story living in tampa i was ready for change a lot of shit had happened over the time of college to uh flip moving from sarasota to tampa When I moved to Austin, I thought I was at a point where I have done a lot of growth, a lot of healing. I have learned to love being single, love being with myself. I healed a lot from the past relationships that I had been in because they weren't the healthiest, which was also totally on me. And I was like, I'm just ready for that fresh start. Now that I've been in Austin for, like I said, a little over two years, I realized that I was actually running away from Florida. And um, my friend who is staying with us, she has just moved to Florida this summer. She visited us in December, stayed for a month, went and hung out in Mexico for a little while and decided to come back. She got a job here. She's been staying with us because um, we have our, our guest bedroom and area, that bathroom, whatnot. So she's been staying with us and stuff. So we've been having some really cool conscious conversations. But she made a comment recently that said, Austin feels like a place where people come to heal, not a place where people come to stay. And I had this like click of a moment, aha, of holy shit, I did run away to Austin. And I didn't understand why I couldn't understand the concept of it. I thought I was just out here looking for change. Now, the, I guess what was it, 2022? was a really hard year for me in Austin. I felt like, um, well, at this point, when I first moved to Austin, me and Colton were not together. We were still just friends. When I went back, that Labor Day weekend of 2021 is when I shoot my shot. He told me i to be bold. You know, if I want to burn the friendship to the ground and see where this goes, then I, I have to make the move. Um, I did. It worked out. And here we are married. <laughs> but I, so he, him and our other good friend, um, both of them, they moved here in december of 2021 and i went back to florida and i helped them pack up colton's house and um both of the guys moved here so i went from loving being single loving being in my own space so happy with it to living with two boys (laughs) and moving this was not my first relationship that i lived with a partner this is my third one and so i knew the concept of living with a boy living with a man and i kind of understood at that point living with two boys is a whole totally different story (laughs) especially one of them never living with, you know, they didn't live with any of their previous partners. They didn't live with any of their girls other than, you know, like siblings growing up. And even then it's like, it's just very different. So that was hard, a big transition time. Um, We got a dog the day after Christmas in 2021 and he started having really bad seizures and we had to put him down before he was even six months old because it came to a point where, uh, even the strongest medication could not keep him from having a seizure for 72 hours. And so we knew it was time to put him down. We just got him. I was a mess. So here I am going through this big life transition. I had to put this puppy down that I just got that I was so excited about. I um then decided to, it was, you know, I, I wanted to run away. I needed, I just needed a fresh start. Not a fresh start, but a sense of like, I just need something in my life as a distraction. And so we went to, we planned two weeks before we went to Europe. I went to Colton. I was like, can we go to Europe? I have this calling. We need to go to Europe. And we went for two and a half weeks. So we booked it, left in two weeks, was gone for two and a half weeks. And I got off birth control at the time. So here I am. I just was first of all being really bad about taking the birth control pill, all these different things. And I was like, I'm fucking tired of this. I don't want to take this pill anymore. I don't want to be on birth control. I'm fucking over it. And Colton's like, great, get off it. I don't care. And I did, and I had this gut feeling to get off it for a while anyways, but I just chose not to, Um, and then I had this went through all the hormonal imbalance shit, whatever else, and when you deal with a hormonal imbalance, especially getting off birth control, your fucking moods are all over the place. You feel like you want to cry. You feel really happy one day. You feel really sad the next day. You feel really angry. You just, you just feel like you're shit crazy. In one point in time, so twenty twenty two was w- probably one of the one of the more challenging years of my life, but also one of the most beautiful. And so, where I'm going with this, so it makes it seem like I'm having a point. And once again, I know this is a conscious loop in my brain. I also want to to understand, like I'm not just rambling. These every circumstance that I'm telling you is leading up to that point of where are you running your way from? And I realized that sometimes running isn't a bad thing. And running away has such a negative connotation to it. And I used to run away to drink alcohol many years ago. And then I ran away through fitness, as I mentioned, and tried to turn that into a thing. So what most people will look at, oh, well, you switched your one running away with alcohol to fitness. Like, that's so healthy it still wasn't healthy because it was still a negative toxic mindset that I was going through from. So I started to have this realization recently. This is something that I've been sitting with the last, I don't know, two, three months at this point, because we're at a phase where we know Austin is not our forever home. This is a chapter. And it's not because we don't like Austin. We actually love Austin, but it's not our forever. And so when my friend said that, Austin is a, it feels like a place you come to heal, not a place to stay. I was like, oh, shit, because I kept having this feeling of it. I just want to find a place that feels like home. I feel like I am just, here I am trying to run away again. I'm just can't ever be happy. And so when she said that, I started sitting with it. I was like, why does running have to be bad? Why can't it also be considered maybe a good thing? And we were actually having this conversation because we were just in the kitchen. She's like, well, what are you going to record your topic on today? And I was like, I don't know. I'm thinking of, you know, the topic of running away. And so we kind of got into a deep conversation. So now my, my conscious loop is like, it looks like one of those, um, you know, the graphs where you have it in the middle and then it's, I think they're called spider graphs. You have it in the middle and then it's like all these different ideas to like something else and then you can web that out, web that out, web that out that's kind of where my mind is going with this in this moment as well of like running away of running away could absolutely seem like a bad thing, right? Most people run using drugs, alcohol, sex, food. Um, but she mentioned, uh, too. And I was talking about like, I think running away can also be a positive thing. She also mentioned, I said, because a lot of the time we don't realize that we're running away. And, um, She made a good point too of like, well, what if you're running away to something else? That's some, well, if you're running away from something, but you're running to something. And it's 100% true. Regardless of what you're running to or away from, you're still running. And as soon as you can understand the concept that you're always running from something, you can start to create a lot of peace with it. And you can start to have more self awareness around different things. So now my relationship with alcohol in 2021, I believe I've talked about it before, but in 2021, I gave it up for six months and I didn't, wouldn't drink at all. And it built this new relationship with it because I used to, once again, used to use it as a running mechanism to feel something else other than what I was feeling. And I've now I have a new relationship with it where it's like, okay, well, if I want to drink, I ask myself Why? I'm asked myself, what am I running to or what am I running away from? Or what am I just, what am I potentially running from? Or what am I wanting to feel? Because now I can have this new concept of understanding, okay, if I'm trying to run away from something that isn't making me feel so good, I actually don't need the drink. I'm using it as a coping mechanism. But there's no longer this factor of shame for it. It's more of like, oh, well, how can I love myself right now? How? What else can I do that isn't going to numb it, but allow me to heal it, to feel it, or feel it, to heal it? And, but then there's other times where I just want to let fucking loose. I just want to have this fucking human experience. I want to let loose. I want to shut the fuck my mind fucking up for a change. And I just want to go out. I want to have a couple drinks with my friends. I'm not saying get obliterated. Whatever obliviate. Bliver? I don't know why I'm struggling with the word. You you, <laughs> you understand what I'm saying. So now when I get in a conscious loop, words are, are difficult for me. So that's, that's kind of what we're in right now. A lot of my uh, clients I've worked with too, especially one-on-one when we kind of get into loops of like dissecting their mind and like, you know, seeing what comes through with me and like dissecting that together. Words just are hard. And I start to mumble, not like mumble my words, but like I start to like, sometimes like, getting out the words is so hard because the thought Feels almost like I'm I'm for not trying to like force it out, but almost like it's just flowing through me so hard that it has it. It's not ready for the three D reality. So finding words sometimes is, is is difficult when you allow yourself in these conscious thought loops. Not everyone, but for me, um, and so sometimes I just want to feel like a fuck. I want to be in the human experience and go out with my friends, let loose, and have a couple drinks. At that point, it's like so. Burning Man. This is a great example because I I have this realization at Burning Man. I was like, this year has been full of unknowns. It has been a year of being really uncomfortable and redefining what success is to me. What do I want my life to look like? You know, redefining what makes me happy. This year has been really just letting go of everything that I thought was what it, what I wanted it to be and redefining what it actually is. And so it's been a little bit of like a, a healing year in a sense of self-awarenesses and a lot of shifts, but not in the sense of like, it's painful, more of just like the, I'm a very decisive person. So I hate when I can't be decisive, but I also am in the clear understanding when sometimes a decision isn't ne- ma- needed to be made. And so just kind of sitting with it in the unknown is the best possible way. And I'm not saying like, there is a decision you made and you're being indecisive, like not make it. No, you have to make a fucking decision. Um, so I get a little frustrated because I am such a decisive person when I can't, make a decision for whatever reason. Um, So that's kind of what this year has just been looking like. I'm like, I don't, I actually, I'm just sitting in this unknown. I don't fucking know. And so Burning Man, I realized, I was like, this week I just want to like let loose. I want to run away from the reality of life. I just want to go into this utopia of experimentation where I'm able to just fully let loose and get married and just like have fucking fun. But when we're doing those things, we're fucking running from something. But also that's the concept of, I don't look at it, is that a bad thing? Like, A friend told me this story a long time ago, a different friend than the one I've been referring to. And he mentioned about this farmer and it's this long drawn out story. And you're like, you're, you get to a point where you're like, what the fuck is the point of the story? And the whole point of the story is good or bad, who's to tell? And what's funny is I actually had uh, someone respond to one of my emails from my newsletter and share the story with me. Again, it was a different person. And it was just such a beautiful reminder of good or bad, who's to tell? Because who's to say it's good or bad? Um, She mentioned to you, like, is there such thing as running away? This is, you know, the friends referring to earlier. She asked, like, is there such thing as running away from a happy life? Like, what if people are running away from a happy life? It's like, well, who's to say it's a happy life? Good or bad, who's to tell? And because what, when I left my corporate job, I had people so fucking confused. They're like, you have excelled extremely fast. You have a lot of success really young. All of this is basically played out for you. You just got to show up. And you're, everyone kept saying, you're throwing it away. You're throwing away. You're running away from this. And they just for a long time could not understand why I was throwing in the towel in this, this arena of my corporate job I was working at. And the reason is, well, because it looks good on paper. It looks good from the outside looking in. It wasn't good for me. So when it comes to the concept of running, it's like fitness, right? I have a podcast episode I've done. It's one of the first episodes I've done. And it's called, Who Are You Doing This For? Because something I learned really early on was in the fitness was if you're not doing it for yourself, it'll never last. If you're doing it for the approval of others, it's never for you. And you'll give up as soon as you feel like they don't approve of you anymore. So the same concept goes for running away. And same concept goes for whatever you're running to. Whatever you're running to, you're running away from. Right? So this may make sense. This may not make sense to you. And the concept of running away. But my question really for you is what are you running from? The next time you feel this like pull, like that, I don't know, that sweet treat. Like I've got some sour gummy worms when we were in Florida this past week and they're my bag. And I'm like, I kind of want some this afternoon. <laughs> and I usually have this rule of like no sweets, so like sugar during the day, other than like maybe like some honey or something like that in my coffee or whatever. But like, if I'm going to have a sweet treat, it's going to be at the end of the day. Like that's just kind of my thing. And most people would look like, oh my gosh, you, you're, you're running away from what it is it that you told yourself you could do? But I'm also understanding like, okay, I just started my period today. Like, you know, the gummy worms to me are my self-care. <laughs> I don't eat them every day. I don't even eat them every week. I don't even eat them every fucking month. But I fucking love sour gummy worms. And so on a day like today, I feel fine. I feel happy. If I want to have that in the middle of the day, what's the problem with that good or bad? Who's to tell? Someone would say, oh, but you're letting yourself down. No, I'm not to some capacity. Sure. Like when I had my 45 day challenge, I just did for myself recently. And the rule was, you know, no candy, no sugar like that. Um, no fast food, um, no alcohol, all these different things. Like if I were to indulge in, let's say an alcoholic beverage during the 45 days when I said not to, then at that point I'm letting myself down. But When I started drinking again after the six months, I realized I felt a lot of shame around it because I made drinking look like it was such a bad thing. And we all know alcohol is not the healthiest things we can be putting into our body, but we're also here to experience pleasure in this human experience and you're not made to be here to be perfect. And so sometimes when I'm feeling stressed out, feeling overwhelmed, like my running to is taking a nap. But as soon as you understand, like, too, if you can't accept that you're running, you're avoiding. And when you avoid, how can you step into that next level of consciousness, next level of the video game, as I call it, then how can you start to, uh, I guess, really meet yourself with love and compassion? Because love is the highest vibrational frequency, and we all know. And... Like I talked about with Carly in the quantum healing episode, you know, there's these people in Europe, they're 70 years old and they're hot and they're smoking cigarettes and eating pasta every day and drinking wine every day, but they look fucking amazing. But it's because they're doing this with love and not shame. They're loving themselves. They're loving this human experience. They're loving the connection that those things bring with them to the people they care about. They're not doing as a running away or maybe they had a bad day and they do want to run away and have one and indulge a little bit. Like every now and then, like who fucking cares, right? Like I understand this podcast is all about, you know, tapping into the healthiest, happiest version of you, the most confident version of you and all these different things. But also, you're here to experience life to the fullest. You're not here to be perfect. I was in Florida last week and I... And allowed myself to indulge one of my girlfriends from college. She was my orientation roommate. She's my best one of my best friends. And something we used to do all the time was we go to Taco Tuesday and get tacos, like the cheap taco places and get margaritas. Um and that's so that's what we did when I saw her last. I think it was the last time I saw her since I've I just moved. And I'm not a drink during the week kind of girl. And I had a couple margaritas and You know, I woke up and I went to a workout and I kind of felt a little hungover. And that's after literally only two margaritas or whatever. Um, But I could have met myself with shame and upset and be like, you shouldn't have done that. You're running from something or you're you're running to feel alive when you should feel alive without those things. Um, But those are the things that make us do feel alive. The connection of love, the connection of love. Love and connection. And so I'm not here to say that running away is a bad thing and that running to something healthy is better. It's like addiction. When they say like, let's say alcohol, for instance, they say, okay, if you want to give that up with addiction, you know, replace it with a healthier habit. They talk about this in habit hap- hacking or, are you already doing this? Why don't you just add in this? Right? Like we can view so many different things as negative But the whole point is to learn how to meet yourself with love and compassion and no longer avoid. Like if you're noticing you're running a lot, right? And it's like not the healthiest thing. Well, that's when you can have a sit down conversation with yourself and be like, girl, boy, what the fuck's going on here? What do you need? What what are you avoiding? What are you trying to not feel, right? Because we're also all running from something or to something. Another example of this um, is running away from responsibility. And sometimes we run from responsibility because we know with responsibility or more success, we will, um, there can be more. We can be given more. The more money, the bigger house, the fancier cars, you know, that more... uh, abundant in the 3D realm of like materialistic things, right? And so some people run away from ever having and achieving that success because they're afraid when they get it, it'll leave their life. Especially if you've seen it on a sense of like money just flows in and just empties out really quick. And so you're like, oh, why would I want all that money? It's just going to go away anyways. Like you're running away from feeling really good and maybe healing that pattern. And so sometimes like I said, I think running can be a positive thing. Like when I ran away from Florida to Austin, I think it was a really positive thing. But now I'm finding myself wanting to hold on. Sorry if you heard that little ring. I did not put my uh phone on uh or my computer on D D. <laughs> so my apologies. Um so yeah. Bring us back on track. If you can't tell, I don't um I don't edit the bullshit out because we are here to have a human experience together and it's just not always gonna be perfect. If you're running, I guess this is another great example. Like if you're running to be perfect, you're running away from allowing yourself to be imperfect and be a human and make mistakes. So when you're running away from being imperfect, now you are just simply running away from feeling the full capacity of the human experience. And all you're going to do is meet yourself with shame and guilt and frustration because you're not perfect, which newsflash, I know you've heard this a million times, you will never be perfect. Nothing in life is perfect. And so why not run away from trying to be perfect and run to being imperfect, right? Like you're always running to something, just choose what it is. And once again, it doesn't have to be always a healthiest decision of what you're running to. Just let it be. Relationships. Another example. Um, relationships are not always perfect. The spark will go away. You're going to have moments where you don't feel connected to each other. You're going to have moments because where you don't feel connected to yourself. It's going to get boring. It's going to get a stagnant. It's so stale sometimes. And... Most people looked at that and instead of running away from the negative feelings and maybe running to something positive or whatever, you know, good or bad who to tell, they run away from the situation and then people wonder why, you know, why can't I find my dream partner? I want the fairy tale ending. Well, fairy tales are it can feel like a fairy tale. Like I look at my relationship and it feels like a fairy tale. But I'm also not naive to think that we're going to have issues. We've had moments where we've had staleness and I'm frustrated and I'm like, this feels boring and we just have to find the new normal. Like what, what, this used to not be boring. What about it's boring, right? And then it's just shifting. And so you're always running, you're always just running in life once again good or bad who's to tell like the relationship I have is not going to be the relationship everybody wants to have right not to say my relationship isn't perfect for me but it's not perfect for everyone sometimes you're gonna have arguments and you're like when the fuck does this ever end it's like um I've heard these old couples uh speak about how they've stayed in relationships for so long and they've mentioned that the years that are the toughest were actually the ones that they were so happy that they stayed. Because some, I mean, you hear a lot of time too when people have children, like it's not always this, oh my God, we're more in love now that we have this baby together. Sometimes it's like, it's. I mean, you look at new parents and you think, oh my gosh, like they just created life. How beautiful and loving this must be, even though it's really challenging. And sometimes couples experience the complete opposite where they fucking hate each other. They're at each other's throats because that shit's hard, And it's a new level of life. Sometimes it happens when kids are grown up and they're out of the house and the couple no longer understands. Like, they have to find their new normal. So, you know, a lot of the time, I mean, divorce rates are what, like 60, 40, 40, 50, 50 at this point. And I think there are some great reasons why people get divorced. I don't think there's anything wrong with divorce. But if you're finding yourself just not happy in a relationship, I would find out why, right? Like, are you running away because this isn't the fairy tale sparks flying, uh, enchanted novel you thought it would be. It's not what you're reading in those fantasy fiction books. What are they? The, I'm actually not even going to say the author, um, because I actually don't know what these books are about. And I don't want to fuck it up. Someone who most of you that are reading them, uh, especially with having such a big women's off- audience, you're going to be very offended if I say this author and you're like, that's not even what the fucking books are about. So I'm just not going to say it. Um, I'll do my research first. Um, but you're always going to be running in life to kind of wrap up this episode. Um, like I said, this was a conscious thought loop. I do didn't make notes on the direction I wanted this to go. I kind of just wanted to kind of see where my thoughts went with it. And now you now maybe see like where your thoughts are going with it, because you might have a totally different perspective. I'm not here to tell you that running away is good. It's bad. And running to something is better. What I'm trying to bring in is understanding like, Hey, you're always running. And if it feels like you're running away or running to something, Maybe just stop and ask yourself why. Because that's something I didn't do most of my life. And now I am, now that I'm noticing that, and I'm more aware of that. And I'm making more, I'd call them critical risk. I don't know if it's marriage that has brought that in. Like I've talked about on the podcast with Soph on radical romance. Um, and like knowing that in three to four years, like that's when we're talking about starting to to start a family. But I'm noticing now that I'm just questioning more of where and why am I running and what is the purpose behind it? Because I think there's purpose in everything. Good or bad, there is purpose and there is reason. So maybe just give yourself a second to just like think about it and ask yourself, just be, be open with your thoughts. And even if it's like, Why the fuck am I doing that? Like whenever I was uh, six months sober, I would always be like, I usually would lean for a drink right now. Why? Uh, I'm just, I want to feel something. Sometimes I just wanted to feel like happier. Sometimes I wanted to get rid of um, certain emotions. But I guess really the question to ask yourself too with this running is one, like I said, what's the purpose? Does this purpose serve you right now? And You know, how can you meet yourself with more love and compassion, knowing that you're always going to be running? And as long as you run and avoid, you're going to keep making excuses. Excuses for your behavior, excuses why you're not doing things, excuses for your actions, excuses for why you can't be, look the way you want, why you can't have the money you want, the lifestyle you want. Instead of actually realizing, oh, maybe I'm blocking myself from achieving that because I'm not even allowing myself to meet myself with love of where and why I'm running. Because what I've noticed with the running and the avoiding and feeling the shame for running is when we avoid, we can never fully, fully grasp why that is. Cause usually even with the best things in life, the happiest things in life, the achieving all your greatest dreams, there could be some blocks and some fears that are happening in that regards. And that's why you're either running away or running to or feel like you're at this point where you're like, I fucking tried everything and I can't figure it out and da-da-da-da-da. And in reality, you are just avoiding the reason on why you want it in the first place. Why are you running to that? Why are you sprinting to the finish line? What if your finish line has a fork in the road and you're like, ah, fuck. I don't know which one to go to. But if you avoid... You're gonna go down the route that you thought you wanted and you might get there and then realize I wish I would have gone the other direction. But now you're gonna shame yourself and just feel a lot of guilt. I've definitely experienced that in life with shifting careers and shifting um to a lot of different things. And with the next journey, next level of journey in life that I am being called into, I'm noticing that too, of feeling a lot of shame and guilt in different areas. But it's because I realized that I was running. I was just running. right? I was running from feeling a certain way because what do people think? I realized I was running this way because how's that going to actually make me feel? First, just allowing myself to meet myself with love and compassion and realize like, girl, you're always me running. But this is your race. This isn't the Boston Marathon. This isn't the turkey trot. I think that's what those Thanksgiving races are called. Um, I'm not a runner. I'm not a truck star. I'm, I'm not a big runner. <laughs> but uh, physically, I should say, this whole episode is about running away or running to running, but physically, uh, running is not my first exercise of choice. <laughs> so understand like this is the race of what you get to decide on how it goes. So who the fuck cares if it? If someone thinks it's good and who the fuck cares if someone's like thinks it's bad? Good or bad, who's to tell? When you have a a shitty situation in life, or even a positive one, and someone's like, "Oh my god, that's so amazing!" It's kind of meeting this life with so much love and compassion that you're just very neutral with whatever it is that happens and the choices you make. Because obviously, like, there's certain choices you want to make that are going to be project you into a more like to what you want, right? And other ones, you're like, "I shouldn't do that," probably shouldn't this time. I should probably chill, maybe not have the drink tonight, right? Like there's these different circumstances in that capacity. But when you start to yourself with love and compassion, ask yourself why and everything that you do, just ask yourself the question why and everything you do. Colton actually gets really annoyed by me in this because I do it to him too. And he's like, well, to be like, I love you. And I'm like, why? Um, or I'll be like, I love you more. And, and we have a joke that he actually does love me more, but only by like a 0.01%. um, and i always say, why? He's like, why the fuck do you have to ask me why all the time? Because it just gets down to like the bottom of the, of the route, bottom of the answers. It allows you to actually search for a deeper meaning to whatever the fuck it is that you're doing, good or bad, who's to tell your life, no one else's. And then you get to decide, is, it, is the running worth it? Is it okay to run away right now and get myself the permission to do this? Or should I run to this? Should I go the opposite direction? We're at that fork in the road. Which one should I take? So that's what I've got for you today. Show up more curiosity in your life. I don't know, maybe record yourself in a thought loop pattern. I might listen to this six months from now and be like, what the fuck was I saying? And have a totally different perspective, like I said. But I think that's the cool thing about having the human experience and giving ourselves permission to just kind of be and not have this perfect uh, outlined, uh, expenditure or whatever. Like it's a fucking podcast. It's not that serious. <laughs> I look at a, my podcast as my virtual audio diary that you all get a sneak peek into my life on. So here's my conscious thought loop of today. These is actually, this was actually a lot of fun. I should do this more often when I have these thoughts come up. Sometimes I can't always find the words, but I think this one I did a decent job finding the words for. I don't know. You let me know. Make sure to share this episode on Instagram and leave me your thoughts. If you're like, this episode's fucking weird, share it with me. I want to know. I want to know what, if you had an, a different thought than mine and you're like, no, but I actually think this, let me know. Right? Like, we don't have it being imperfect, being perfect at being imperfect is the human experience. So let me know your thoughts. Make sure if you do tag me. On Instagram, it's Abby Muborn, M-E-W B O U R N E. Abby Like the Road, A B B E Y. I kind of did that backwards, but you'll get the point. Um, and let me know your thoughts. Let's have this an open conversation. Let's see where the dialogue continues to go, where my thought the conscious loop goes, where your conscious loop goes, and see what is the deeper meaning to all of this. Maybe we never find out, and that's kind of the beauty of it as well. All right. Also. One last little snippet. I would love, 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 and greatly appreciate if you left that five-star review because the more you rate it and give it those five stars, the brighter and farther that this podcast will shine and the more people we can impact together, the more people we can bring into this conversation. And yeah, the more, the more value I'll be able to bring to you on this free level. Absolutely. Alrighty, I love you guys and I will see you next time.